Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Fellowship Podcast. I got an amazing guest today. You're going to love this guest. So, here we go. Welcome in to the Fellowship. Keep it locked, Joey, about to dive in. Welcome in to the Fellowship. Keep it locked, Joey, about to dive in. And with the incredible Pastor Hector on the period. And I've known Pastor Hector for... Whew. Since 2006, I want to say. All right. So that's like 13 years. 13 years now, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. When you, I, you were a teenager, man. I was. When we came into the church, I was a junior in high school. Um, I was struggling in my walk. Um, yeah. Just completely turned my back to God. Uh, we had left a church that I grew up in, so it was a hard time for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I spent, it was took about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, just after I graduated high school, uh, man. Just I I'll never forget it was you were doing a series on the uh, the Lion King. That's it. <laughs> and uh it just really reached out to me and I kept rejecting it. I kept saying, mm. you know what, God, I hear you, I don't want you. But man, God's word penetrates bone. Yeah. You know? And uh eventually it stuck to me and I remember I went to the altar. Yes. Uh man, you were huge, especially when I uh first joined in, like really gave my life to God again. Uh, or I should say for the first time on my own. Man, you were a huge influence in that season, and um, even in that first season of ministry that I had. So uh, that's kind of the base of our relationship, and I think over the years it's grown beyond mentorship, pastor role into yeah. uh, more of a friendship where we connect Absolutely. and get to hang out and chat from time to time. So blessed to have you here, man. It's an honor to be here, man. Thank you for inviting me, and uh, <laughs> and it's been so cool, like you mentioned, to see, man, just to see you know you as a junior in high school, <laughs> and then you know. You know, the lights come on and, and man, you know, in your faith and then and then just to see you walk out your your calling in the Lord and, and to see the way, you know, you know, you've found yourself an amazing wife and yeah. and uh, an amazing church and uh and God is just man, God's blessing your life, man, and see what you're doing now. Yeah. I'm just man, I'm so uh, proud of you, I'm so happy for you. I appreciate you. I know okay. that you are a big sports guy. Yeah. Oh uh, man. I, we played basketball a number of times together. The first time I ever went golfing okay. was with you. Hey. I mean, how did you get into like golfing? Because you know, dudes from uh, like we were talking about when you came over, dudes from the project over here that's don't right. normally get into golfing. Uh, golfing, right? That's true, man. That's a great question. <laughs> you know what? Um, you're right. Most of my friends growing up, nobody did golf. Uh, the first time I ever golfed was uh, with Donnie Burleson, my youth pastor at the time. And uh, he took me out, and uh, I was horrible. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'll never do this again. And I didn't for many years. But then I, I would say when my son, Caleb, uh, my oldest son, uh, turned 13, I thought, man, I want to do something um, that, you know, we could do hopefully for a long time and uh, be, a, you know, a hobby. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, what would that be? I said, well, let me try golf again. And I, chances are... You know, I won't like it because I was terrible at it. But uh, we went and um, and he just took to it right away and enjoyed it. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to figure this thing out. And so uh, all that to say, um, and that was kind of the motivation is to, to find a hobby with my, my son. And, and now what? So that would be 10 years later. Um, he's fantastic. Oh, he's and, a beast. Uh, yeah, he's a beast at it. But has even played, you know, some college golf and, and high school golf, but, but, uh, but even more than that, just, just the, you know, that that's kind of our connection point, you know, yeah. we go out there uh, anytime he's in town, at least once a week, we, we try to go out there and, uh, and just, you know, enjoy that time. 
sometimes in 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 the body in church we overcomplicate mm-hmm. fellowship like yeah. spending time together when it can be something as simple as enjoying a, a hobby together exactly it yeah, can especially be some guys, guys yeah guys like to do things i think you know um not that girls don't but i mean girls <laughs> can sometimes just sit down and, and just start talking and, yeah uh, and some guys can but most i think most guys like to they prefer to talk with something in their hand whether it be a, a you know a baseball bat a, a golf club or yeah you know a football thrown around or you know just that's kind of i think way we're wired i think we overcomplicate it sometimes mm. you know we think oh we have to sit down and have a bible study or it's not you know doing fellowship yeah it's true sometimes i think some of the the you know unex- most unexpected you know rich conversations and deep you know things shared have just been in those kind of casual settings yeah you know? and uh you just you just goofing around goofing around goofing around all of a sudden you feel safe enough to maybe share something that's on your mind totally yeah. Totally. I think of um, also times where we get together and like watch football. I remember um, when I had my uncle in here, we were talking about when we hung out for the Super Bowl, when they yeah. had the big uh, blackout with the Niners game. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was there. Yeah. And so, you know, those kind of things, those build camaraderie, those build friendships, those build bonds. And a lot of times we think we have to like just preach to people right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But building relationship with people is the yeah. best way to start that connection to get them to Christ. Like just building, you know, that friendship, you know, so many times that I've had friends over to watch fights or sports or basketball or whatnot. Uh, I invited one of my friends from work who does not go to church, you know, totally unsaved and everything. And he's like, it's cool if I come over. I'm like, yeah, we're just watching a game, dude. It's not a big yeah. deal. Like, you don't have to be saved to come over to my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, St. Augustine, that that famous quote. Um, could be St. Francis of Assisi, but either one of those two said, uh, you know, at, at all costs, you know, preach Christ and if necessary, use words. And, uh, and I like that because it's just, you know, obviously our life, our attitude, um, our spirit, um, our love, I think is the, the greatest, uh, you know, message. In yeah. Sermon. Yeah. Craig Rochelle says something similar where he says, you know, uh, we'll do anything short of sin to help people see christ i like that yeah uh, that's always stuck with me and i know he's repeated a lot so that's probably why it stuck with me yeah but uh yeah definitely um just that idea of what 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 else can we do how else can we think out the box sometimes Mm -hmm. we get so like confined to the box of church Mm -hmm. that we don't think outside of okay how how else can we minister to people without having to think about it in the sense of the building yeah so in your life what does fellowship look like like how Mm -hmm. does that play out for you that's a great question man i think um I think it's, uh, you know, two things. One is, of, of course, the word koinonia is the Greek word for fellowship. And, uh, and you know, not that I, I tend to, like, get all deep all the time. But <laughs> but I for, I do enjoy, like, kind of like looking, okay, what, what does the definition of that word mean? So that I, I can wrap my mind around that. And, and, uh, and it does, um, number one, mean, um, like, an, an intimate relationship or, or you know, uh, um, you know, not just a surface or a casual, but but hey, there, yeah. there, there's some there's some real life sharing there. There's some some depth to that 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 context, and so um, so yeah, I think that's kind of what it means to me. Fellowship is not just you know hanging out, although it starts there most of the time, but hopefully it'll lead to somewhere a little bit deeper. You know, where there can be you know sharing some what's really going on. Um, but I but I learned something um, new. This, I'd say about a few months ago, I was doing a, um, a message um, about, uh, you know, serving in ministry and 
partnering together. And, and, and it was interesting. One of the things that I discovered was that um, the word partnering in the context of ministry, um, oftentimes in the New Testament, they, they would use the word koinonia. Hmm. Um, Paul said, would you, would you do koinonia with me in the ministry? And uh, he said, I, I'm so grateful that you guys said to the church in Philippi that you guys were partners or you guys, you know, did koinonia with me in the ministry. And, uh, and, and so the, con- the context or the thought was that um, part of, of, you know, um, fellowship was serving alongside and, mm-hmm. and connecting on mission. And uh, so to me, I think that's where, um, I think that's where, you know, uh, you know, a lot of cool things happen is it's, it's when we're, we're, you know, uh, serving the mission of the Lord, of, of Jesus. And, and we're, you know, I mean, they're, 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 I think that's where deep friendships a lot of times can happen yeah. and, and all that. So, so something that we're, we're, we're really trying to focus on this, this fall season is, is really getting people connected to the mission, you know, and yeah. to the ministry at some level. Um, because there's another level, um, not only of closeness to Jesus, but to each other, you know, of, of you know, fellowship. A few months ago, I did a podcast with uh, Pastor Mason, and one of the things that we were talking about was that, you know, when we get people connected to serving, a lot of relationship builds uh, totally. through serving. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you know, speaking of Ma- pa- Pastor Mason, yeah, he, he and I go way back as well. <laughs> uh, I met him, I think, as a, a freshman or a sophomore in high school, but but to see uh, we, we partnered in ministry, and I think in that, man, you know, just so much, you know, closeness and, 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 uh, and yeah, so koinonia. Yeah. yeah, and what's cool is a lot of relationships that I have have built off of different relationships mm-hmm. that I've had. I'm connected to Pastor Nason because, you know, I was on staff with you. We're creating that community. And, and I think of um, when I was on staff at Thrive, um, there was a, a networking group kind of thing that would go around and it was the the pastors of elk grove or something like that yeah and they would all get together and i thought that was so cool mm-hmm. um because we're serving the same vision yeah you know we want to see the lost saved and it was cool because there was people from different theologies um denominations mm-hmm. and um theologies and stuff like that they were all coming together to say hey let's let's unite and see what we can do for this community and i thought that was really powerful very powerful in fact i think it's it's at least in my experience it's way more common to have um, churches of all, um, you know, like you said, whether it be doctrines or backgrounds, to, to, to really work together well now. I think, in, in, at least when I was a young believer 30 years ago, um, there, was a little, there was a lot more separation. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as um, the divide between light and darkness, you know, so to speak, culturally, um, has become more distinct, you know, um, I think anybody who is on Team Jesus, and we're just kind of like, hey, we need each other. What you know? Let's put smaller stuff aside. And and man, you know, if you're on Team Jesus, you're on my team. We're on each other's team. So let's yeah. just, let's support each other, and, and we'll just focus on what we got in common. Yeah, I think that you're right. Like when I was growing up, there was a lot of, um, for lack of a better word, like territorialness with churches. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where no, this is my community. You stay out of it. You know, this is yeah. my Those part of Sacramento. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 focusing on the you know the smaller things or majoring on the minors and yeah. And so, yeah. Now I don't I don't see that nearly as much for uh-huh. sure. I think I think definitely the landscape has changed, which is cool. Which yeah. is really cool. You know. And again, I think that just helps build the bridge of community. You Absolutely. know, um, because I think so many times growing up 
we saw like especially t- talking to people who were weren't in church mm-hmm. they saw well you guys are always at each other yeah you know why do i want to be a part of that i got enough people that i'm at it with you know and yeah. i don't go to church why do i want to jump into church and <laughs> jump yeah. in more of that yeah so true so you've been in ministry for what 30 years now right about there in fact i guess it depends on you know uh, i was actually thinking about this recently it's like how you know it all depends on how you calculate uh the starting point uh, right I, I think uh this coming summer will be 30 year well i should say next year so 2020 will be the 30 years of full-time ministry wow so um but in terms of plugging in and 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 serving man with I, I started plugging in with within the first week of of uh you know really me coming to faith um so that would have been oh man a while ago because <laughs> yeah, you were about ago, what 15 like or so when you said when yeah, you got 15, saved so like 34 years ago yeah so man um so a long time let's just yeah. say that <laughs> a long time so when you came into like really making christ your own and, and accepting that that in your life like, how did things change as far as your circles and your community and whatnot, um, going from a kid that, you know, wasn't saved mm-hmm. to, okay, now I'm a high school student. I'm trying to walk yeah. this out. You know what? Um, that's a great question. And uh, it, it was it was a different era, 33 and a half, 34 years ago. There was a real emphasis on um, separating yourself mm-hmm from there's kind of two there's like this list this fine line number one you you want to be separate from the world in the way you live your life and and you know and and you know so there was definitely um an emphasis on that um and then on top of that you wanted to reach people too so so for me i sometimes struggled with how do you walk that line of of being in the world but not of the world you know being a light um and yet not being affected by darkness, so to speak, I guess, for like, uh, you know, one way to say For it. sure. Um, so I don't think I always did the, a perfect job at it. I No question. Um, I wanted to let God change me. And uh, and he did, you know, uh, no question. There, there were so many changes in my in my particular context. It was there were very dramatic changes very quickly. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was because I had great leaders around me who challenged me, who spoke into my life, who modeled um, an, a, a better way to live, you know. Um, and I also had a, a passion to, you know, share this, man, this newfound love and faith. Yeah. So um, so I, I would share my faith. Um, I think... Uh, I think we're we're maybe on the earlier days. I I would sometimes maybe you know go to one extreme or the other, which is understandable. You know, I was I was a kid, but uh, but I would go to one extreme in the sense of saying, you know, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be friends with anybody but Christians. You know, <laughs> yeah. which is not yeah like like we talked about earlier the way the way to you know in, in many cases the the most effective way is is through relationship that we yeah. influence others and and uh and so i thought well what i'll do is i'll just preach to people you know yeah and uh but i i, I quickly found out that you know obviously you know it's it's not one or the other you you gotta you gotta somehow uh you know follow, you know regularly follow the holy spirit and find that that line of saying hey i need to have people pouring into my life who are strong in their faith people that are christians people that are are, are you know leaders etc so i need to have regular fellowship 
and friendship there. But I also need to, you know, I mean, I live, you know, in, in, in that particular season, you know, I, I live, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a public high school student, so I, you know, most of my time is around, you know, my friends who, who don't know the Lord or who, yeah. who know him very, you know, casually. And so, so man, I want to I want to um, be a positive influence in, in and uh, through my friendships, so it was always that that fine line, and, and I can't remember yeah. the original question, but but uh, you know I think you were asking um, about uh, the transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big transformation, um, and uh, and and so you know a lot of it too was my parents because I, I saw um, a couple years before I came to faith, they uh, you know came to the Lord, and, and God dramatically saved them. Uh, did a lot of healing in their relationship yeah so and i but i saw their faith being taken very seriously it was very authentic and uh and so i knew um that's partly what kind of maybe delayed my surrender to the lord and my faith you know uh, being because i knew i I didn't want to just kind of come in and 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 say one thing i saw hey you know being a christian means that you there is a change and there is a uh you know um you know following his way so i was like well i don't know that i really want to do that (laughs) and so but when i finally did come to that place um and i yielded to god man he just began to move and and began to work in me and 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 what's cool about you know coming to to the lord is sometimes we're afraid that all these negative things will happen but then then you, you when you actually experience him you realize man he's so good he's so kind all the things that you really want yeah in life all the good things that is, um, he's the he's the the author of it. You know, yeah. he is good. He is love himself. So it's like everything you really want, um, it's in him. And you're like, man, what was I running for? What was I afraid of? Yeah, um, he's it. You know. Yeah. So, and, you know, I always um, admire people who got who really made that transformation um, in high school because mm. I think it's a lot harder um, than it is in your adult years because when you're in high school. You can't, it's not, you don't just transfer schools. You still got to go and stay in that same circle of friends. You still have to stay in that same community. You don't have a choice. And depending on where you're at in high school, that might be for the next three years. That might be for the next, you know, year. Who knows? But as an adult, you have more of that freedom to make those choices to just say, you know, I I can cut people out of my life um, in this season, especially when you first get saved. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, when I first got saved, um, or really dedicated my life on my own. Um, it was a struggle because I wanted to hang out with my unsaved friends still because they were my friends. They were my boys. You know, I wanted to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that ended up being a stumbling block where a couple months down the line, I ended up smoking weed with them again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it was a one-time thing, but still it was, man, I can't have those influences mm-hmm. be so strong in my life. And I got to cut those ties where as an adult, it was a lot easier to say, hey, guys, I just can't go out like that anymore. I can't be around those circles where as a kid in high school, it's a lot harder to say, okay, I'm trying to change my group. I know for me, I tried once in high school. I actually went to uh, a Christian club one night and because they already knew me as such and such kid, they, they didn't accept me. Hmm. And, you know, and and I get it as kids, it's hard to really, uh, you know, understand and embrace that unless God's really like in your spirit. Um, but it's hard for high schoolers to see this kid was just hanging out with the bad kids last week. All of a sudden he wants, there's something fishy, Yeah, you know? Um, so immediately when I felt rejected from the Christian club, 
I was like, okay, I'm not gonna hang out with them. I got to go hang out with my other friends still. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a big. It's thing. tricky, man. It is, and and I think one of the biggest, you know, um, challenges is that, you know, you're you're developing your self confidence. You're developing that sense of, you know, understanding who you are and being confident in who you are. Yeah. And so, man, being accepted in a peer group. It's, I mean, it, it never goes away, but it, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's so, it's the focus as a, as a young, you know, as a teenager. So, so yeah. And, and for me, man, that was one of the, the biggest challenges as well. I, I knew that by hanging around the same group, you know, I was going to continue to do some of those same yeah. type of things you were talking about. And, uh, and so I had to really pick my spots and I ended up finding myself, um, at times, not 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 all the time, but but at times alone, you know, yeah. at least at least certain at least a feeling alone because yeah. I I knew I really didn't fit in here, um, not not always feeling like I, I fit in, <coughs> you know, um, you know the place where I did feel like I fit in was with my um, my youth group leadership team because um, I knew that they wanted at least they wanted the same things you know yeah. we were all on that journey of trying to live it out but we wanted the same things we wanted to honor God with our life and we all wanted to reach people um and we also wanted to fit in so we we, we were we were kind of like okay well, well let's accept each other you know and uh so to me that was probably the the biggest uh place of koinonia in the truest sense or the fellowship uh but you know man you know you, you you want you you gotta you gotta live a lot most of your life you know yeah uh, in the public so for sure um so you've been in ministry now you said about 30 years mm-hmm. uh in that time you've had a lot of obstacles a lot of ups and downs and things that have come your way like all of us in mm-hmm. in life and in ministry um especially more so i think it can be a extra difficult in ministry because you know our life is in the public you mm-hmm. know um during that season, how has that fellowship, how have, during those ups and downs, like, how have that being connected to the community, you know, how be connected to the yeah. body of believers and, and not just, you know, um, especially as a pastor who's been uh, in ministry for so long, you have other friends in ministry, you have another level of fellowship where there's other guys you can lean on and things like that. Um, how has that really played a part in, man, I'm still standing today because there's so many of us that, you know, yeah. The, the average pastor, fit, you know, drops out in the first like five years. So being thirty, you know, yeah. <laughs> anything over that is is a, a, a miracle. Is God? <laughs> yeah, and and I can understand. I think I remember when I heard that stat in Bible school. You know, years ago. You know, only <clears throat> one in ten actually finish. Yeah. Um, what the calling or the the ministry they started, um, and there's other types of stats. You know, and I, sure. I remember I, I had. Um, probably more of a, a critical attitude toward that. Totally. You know, but now after having, <laughs> you know, lived, you know, for, or walk this thing out a little while, um, I, I, I get it, you know, totally. um, I get it now. It doesn't necessarily make it in some cases, there's really good reasons and, and God's in that. But in other cases, it's, it doesn't have to be that way, you know, you know, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. The, you know, need for, for fellowship, for friendship is so critical because before we're pastors, before we're leaders, before we're anything else, we're just, yeah. just people, brothers and sisters who, man, need brothers and sisters. I mean, you know, and if we don't have that, that, um, 
foundation um it's man we we won't you know we really we won't make it especially when crisis comes when when a crisis comes your way um it's hard first of all to establish depth of friendship in the midst of crisis so that's where a lot of people get knocked off track because mm. they don't they haven't have it they haven't had it set up beforehand so when it comes there's really nobody there to you know that they can lean on they haven't already done the homework or the, yeah. the you know the investments ahead of time because where you really cash in is is you know is is during that in those times man, where you you know man they, they already better be there those uh, relationships better be forged and then i can really draw on those those like never before i mean not that we don't need it in the day-to-day and the week-to-week we For do sure. but we really need it during crisis times i think that's where a lot of people get knocked off track is they don't have those, those fellowship or those friendships in place and then they they're alone yeah and uh and so so yeah i think for me um you know definitely have been through some storms um like like everybody has or will um it's just part of being you know alive. in this world <laughs> alive breathing um uh and so i have had great relationships i've had many uh brothers and and sisters who um who i have leaned on and and in some cases who have just kind of carried me yeah and held me up um like moses you know he had aaron mm-hmm. you know he he was he you know he had people right there you know and uh and so uh i know i've i've been that for others and and i've i've had that for me and uh and so yeah you know what is how does, how does that play out because i think yeah. um I think that's the struggle sometimes. We get into a, a situation, we know we need help, and sometimes we're, okay, God, we're waiting on you to, you know, dr- drop mm. the Holy Spirit in their ear and tell them to call me because I'm in such a mess right now that I, you know, can't do it. Or mm-hmm. it's the opposite where we go, man, I already know I have these relationships. I know I got to call up XYZ and, you know, just say, hey, bro, this is, this is what I need right now. Yeah. I think in my experience, it's been both. You know, um, no question, I've reached out to others, um, and and that takes humility. You know, yeah. it does take a you know to say, hey, I need help, man, or I just, man, can we just hang out? I'm I'm not going through, I'm going through a hard time right now. Can can we just, you know, get a coffee or, you know, I love to go for walks. Can we go for a walk? You know, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, go golfing. Um, but but also, man, there's been times where where um. You know, the Holy Spirit will prompt, you know, different friends to, to reach out. You know, there's a, there was even, you know, times where where I was at a you know critical place, not not often, but there was a couple a couple of times in my life where I've been at critical junctures where where the Holy Spirit would just put me on somebody's you know heart and yeah. uh, and uh, and they just would call me and and, you know, and, and man, they their their call came to just the right time, you know, and it just really, you know, and and, and God man he he loves us he, he knows our needs um you know he's 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 just so good to us in that way but um but i think it usually comes from a foundation of established relationship you know if we if we don't have that it's hard to draw from that yeah it's you huge know? yeah so it's it's important to make those investments take the time to to stay connected with people at some level you know yeah um it's not always uh going to be the same all the time but you know but to stay you know keep those ties and those doors open yeah and i think that's where people get frustrated sometimes when they're going through something um they're trying to draw from a well that they 
never put into exactly yeah yeah there's not you know like they say uh the old saying about you know uh, you got to make put change in you know in the the uh the coin purse or whatever and and then there's gonna be times where you got to pull them out but if you don't put anything in you're not gonna get anything out so what advice could you give to someone who would be struggling making those connections making those bonds um that that really like you said is going to edify you in the long run yeah you know um i would say a couple of things number one is um those friendships may not always look exactly how you envision it needs to look like or what you think you know uh, a lot of times you know we want hey i want to be uh you know close you know we we have our picture of what our vision of what that that will look like and yeah and uh but god provides all the time you know he really does he he is so but it may not always look exactly the the way we think so we just got to have a humble heart to you know look around and say okay god who is in my life right now you know um it may be uh you know a young person it may be an older person it may be uh, a person, you know, again, you know, maybe a person that doesn't look anything like us, yeah. uh, you know, um, you know, and, and so the point being is we have to have, uh, number one, a discernment and we got to have humility to be able to embrace who God has provided yeah. in that season. So I think that's really key. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and the other thing too is we, we have to be willing to kind of put some effort into it you know <laughs> sometimes um it you may have to drive or make a call or you know um you know in order to connect with somebody it may you know if if sometimes there there isn't anybody maybe in our immediate you know sphere or, or and so we just got to do a little extra we got to go the extra mile yeah. to um to make that happen and uh, but it's worth it totally it's critical it's it's one of those non-negotiable it's, it's an essential you know, part of, of, uh, of our lives. Yeah. And I think that's huge. I know that was, um, part of when I first came to, uh, Laguna, um, to, to your church. What was hard for me, um, was cause I had a very urban background. A lot of the kids that were in high school, um, the high school group and stuff like that were very suburban and, you know, um, a lot different than I was. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a lot of commonality, but it was hard to get past the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I went on the first uh, Mexico missions trip hmm. um, with your with your parents yeah. uh, that I actually got a chance to. I remember it was so funny because um, when I met um, Chris, I was uh, uh, like, I from the outside, he looked like a nerdy guy to me. Mm-hmm. You know that I couldn't connect with on any level. He's you know a couple years older than me, um, so I I never had the interest to like connect with them or whatnot and during that time together man i was like this guy's cool and it was so funny because i'll never forget uh who uh, we were talking about playing basketball and i'm looking at this guy like he don't play basketball Uh you know and i went uh he he lived not too far from me so we met up one afternoon and started playing basketball like hey this guy can hoop and uh, we um yeah we really developed a friendship um a really strong friendship in that season um but again i it would have meant so much uh not that it didn't mean a lot it meant it was huge to me um but i think i held myself back mm. early on um from certain relations because of that surface level thing where yeah. you know 
I don't, they don't look like somebody I can connect with or, um, be close to the same thing with, um, I think about Rudy and, uh, mm-hmm. some of them and where you know, I thought they were kids that I cannot connect with or hang out with or, mm-hmm. you know, have, find any fun times with. Yeah. Um, and you know, for that season they became some of my closest friends, Yeah. you know? Um, and it was a time where I needed godly fellowship. Yeah. Like absolutely. I absolutely needed to be, it was, I was struggling to find people that, um, that I could really connect with Mm -hmm. and I found them and it made my, my early walk so much easier because I didn't feel like I was doing it. Like we were talking about alone. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was just me trying to do the thing while my other friends were still doing X, Y, Z, you know? Um, and that made a huge, and then not too far down the line, maybe a year or two into it, I, um, met Carlos and Damien and David who, uh, we had a lot more common interests with. Um, and that's a friendship that I still have to this day, you know? Uh, but again, I, that wouldn't, I could never even got to that point. Mm -hmm. I would have walked out from the church. I think at some point, if I wouldn't have opened up my heart to just say, okay, let me find something outside of my normal, like beyond the surface. Yeah. You know, I think of, um, the story of, of David and Jonathan, and how um, they both came from different sides of the tracks. You know, um, David was um, a shepherd and, uh, you know, not from the city, from Bethlehem, small town. Um, you know, most of the time was out in the fields, you know, watching sheep, <laughs> uh, youngest brother. And then Jonathan was, uh, you know, the oldest uh, son, uh, you know, son of a king, you know, lived lived in Jerusalem and pretty much ran in. Yeah. you know the, those circles and and uh so they had nothing like you said uh com- in commonality on the surface yeah um but the thing that drew them together was their faith you know their faith and their fight you know yeah. and uh they were both warriors and but they they were motivated by their faith in god and so um so yeah a lot of times um there's people out there that got like i said that god has provided we have to have discernment to see you know and humility to say hey listen I think that's huge. maybe they're they're not yeah. as cool as i envision my <laughs> you know but then it's not always about that you yeah. know i mean that's all stuff that's temporary and uh so yeah for sure that's huge it's funny because you know a lot of the a lot of my closest friends are at least five years older than me mm-hmm. you know just because of you know just how we live our lives mm-hmm. um it's always played out that way for me but again on the surface it's like i'm looking for people who are my age my you know my you know mm-hmm. to hang out with who i think i'm gonna immediately connect with and it's not always the case and i think that's huge what you said just being humble mm-hmm. um and really part of that is just accepting what god's speaking to you mm-hmm. you know because so many times we get stuck in you know i my vision of whatever something's going to look like, whether it's finding friends or your walk or, you know, yeah. your calling, whatever it is, like we get stuck in our way of, okay, God, it's, it, I know it's supposed to look like this mm-hmm. and what you're telling me doesn't. Yeah. And we get so sidetracked and we get so derailed by trying to fit God into our box. Yeah. I appreciate your time, man. Um, again, I'm still a, uh, I, I love when uh, I talk to people and it's, um, I don't run in the same circles as much anymore, but for a long time, um, when I would talk to people and sometimes like in leadership positions and stuff like that, I'll never forget when I was on staff, um, somewhere that, uh, when I said something during a staff meeting and the pastor goes, what you just said, that's what Hector would say. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's cool. for me, that was a moment of honor. Like to say, okay, yeah. man, somebody connected me to being, you know, one of, one of your sheep. 
that's cool. you know being part yeah. of your flock um so i still think of myself as that man as a um as a mentee of of uh, pastor hector uh-huh. and uh and a good friend and again i love you and your family man uh you know i still i talk to caleb and chat with them and yeah. send them a text every now and again he'll randomly text me and just check in that's saying cool, how's it man. going and whatnot and, um nah. man love you love appreciate you, you uh coming through people can follow you on social media i know yeah. you're uh what's your hector for jc hector for jc that's been your stamp for a long time <laughs> for the longest man i got that from mason i remember years ago and when, when i said man what what kind of name do i put on an email <laughs> back when we were not not before social media they were talking about emails right. he said i don't know i use mason for jc <laughs> that sounds good to me right yeah so i, <laughs> I know that's all your... these years brother <laughs> that's cool and then uh to, and again they can listen to uh you on uh you guys have a podcast, Thrive yeah, Church podcast. Um, yeah. I still follow. I still subscribe, man. Um, again, Pastor Hector is an awesome dude. Definitely uh, want to follow him and um, connect to his word. He's got uh, the, the word that God put in his heart changed my life. Praise so, God. I still, uh, I still vouch for it. Come on, man. <laughs> Love appreciate you, brother. you. Appreciate you. I feel your time. the same about you, man. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor to be here and, and uh, bless you with with you know everything God's put in your heart, man. Support, support that. Believe in that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again to Pastor Hector Gutierrez for being on the show. Make sure you guys follow him and check him out at Thrive Church in Elk Grove. Love you guys, and I'll be back in a few weeks with another amazing guest.